1: I would just say my best advice for having walls up is is recognize them. I think for the longest, I think until I was able to identify the walls I had up, it's like hard to try to take them down. Recognizing them, being open with what we were feeling and what walls we felt were up.
0: You're right. I think it's really important to recognize your walls, accept your walls, be be fold you know transparent with your walls that why they are in your boundaries and why they are and understand that maybe the person in front of you that you're trying to be in this committed long-term relationship with reminder that they're not the ones who created these walls Mm -hmm. they're not the ones who created these guards that are up but they may be here to help you bring them down but you got to give them a chance and i think until you can recognize and accept that these are my walls these are these are my guards um but why and when did they arise and and who created them and who put them up and really stay there for a little while and unlearn a lot of that and then learn something new because um, it's not fair to your current partner. other yep all (coughs) righty whoa Mm. okay playa you ready
1: do you want to move all his toys
0: nah this is this is playa's house man (laughs) this is playa's world we're just living i thought his name was playa (laughs) hey playa when we were at dinner a couple weeks ago we were talking about you And the woman said, wait, I thought his name was Playa. And we said, no, his name is Chicago. But everyone, especially his girls, call him Playa. That's it. Go drink some water. Go drink some water. Go ahead. Go drink some water. Go drink some water. All right, Shannon. You're back.
1: Yay! <laughs>
0: Here we go, man. It's like pulling teeth to get <laughs> Shannon and Nicole on the on the pod, on the gram, on camera, in general. A very incognito person. In fact, this is a good way to start it. Today marks not that when you watch this it's the day but but real life right now today is the day that marks our 6 year anniversary of how's your day going Shay <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people That love. is
1: true April 21st
0: 2017 was the day we met on Instagram
1: N- Yeah yes, that we was. that we Yes it was conversated
0: and um that led to mm. the infamous six hour phone call conversation that we had here we are babe
1: here we are who
0: knew okay so today's topic um so i i, I did this thing for shay uh, about a week ago real real time where i uh, put all these post-it notes around the house and uh, i was feeling really grateful and appreciative and Full of love for Shay, and I thought, how can I express to her even more so than I'm the luckiest man on the face of this earth? So I created these these I was gonna say voice notes, these sticky <laughs> notes, put them all throughout the house. One of the notes says, I never thought I'd say this or be happy about something like this, but I can feel all my walls coming down with you. When I posted this on my Instagram, I had a couple people DM me and they really pointed out that note out of the 20 something they like honed in on that. And I was like, okay, well, we got a topic, I guess, <laughs> for, the, for the show. And um, and I think, it's, I think it's an important one because it's something that we are currently still working through as, as our walls are a lot lower um, almost gone but there's some you know a couple bricks there yeah. hanging on <laughs> for dear life um, but when I wrote this I was just feeling like connected with you so close with you um, i've I've vocalized to you now especially lately um, I've fallen more in love with you um, as the weeks go on I know this is cheesy and cliche <laughs> but it's for me it's real and um, and I realized part of The main part of of why these walls are coming down is because of that. And I can trust you, et cetera. And so um, I just wanted to open it up today to talk about what it was like for us while our walls were really high Mm -hmm. and as they started to come down and then where we are today. And I've been talking for almost 10 minutes straight. So this is all you love.
1: (laughs) I mean, you were telling a story.
0: Well. Trying to tell a story, but go ahead.
1: Did was I supposed to interrupt you? It's all
0: good, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Go um, walls. What,
1: what were you like? What specifically? Just
0: chime in on, on like what that means to you, and, and again like, um, where they were, how they you know kind of come down where they are now.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I used to have this like saying is I don't love easy, but I love hard because I knew I had big walls. Um, I think a lot of it came from just probably upbringing and my past relationships. And I think because I love so hard, it
0: (sighs) Chicago, stop,
1: go drink some water. I don't want you (sighs) in my face. How you're raised. I think. I think because I, I know how deep I can love somebody, I, I put those walls up and it takes, for me, it just takes a lot of time and trust. Trust is like the all cap word in it. Um, for me to really trust that I can not only give my, that part of myself to that person, but also trust that, you know, have that kind of trust of, feeling safe with them Mm -hmm. and yeah.
0: And for me, I am kind of the opposite or, or it's more of a delayed effect. I think, um, I kind of let people in early, maybe not so much now, but when we first met, yes, uh, let people in early, kind of, I was kind of moving like, you have my trust until you break it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it was. Where you were more so like you you have to earn my trust.
1: Yes, but I think I think your kind of like you have my trust till you break it wasn't like the the, the deep core trust, because I feel like in reality, you never, you, you took a while to trust me to where you felt safe. Right. So your, your, you have my trust until you break. It was more of just like a very surface, like Mm -hmm. friend kind of like, you know, level. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And I think i I also have that you know, where I'm like I'm really quick with friends and stuff, and but I'm also like a, that deep layer mm-hmm. of me I don't really just give to anybody unless they have that level of trust with mm-hmm. me.
0: yeah and so early on it was I remember it was interesting because I knew very early that it was it for me, I wanted you and, and I wanted to build with you and et cetera. I was falling in love. And I I also think I might have been love bombing a little bit now that I think about it and now that I know what that is. Um, I think that was happening there. Uh, but I also just remember feeling like, OK, I finally got her and I want her to also believe in this now because I didn't have patience back mm. then. Working on it now. And, yeah. um, and I wasn't getting that. Reciprocation, it didn't. It didn't feel like that, at least. And so then, my wall started to go up. Yeah. And I was bringing them down, like early, 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 and then they started to go up. When I realized, like you moved at your own uh, pace, and it wasn't the pace I was comfortable with because I couldn't, I I guess, control it. Mm -hmm. Think about it. (laughs) Um. And it was scary for me, so I put up my walls. And when I put up my walls, it kind of looked. Oh, actually, what, what did it look like and feel like? I, guess. I
1: feel like a, when, I think that's that's probably what created like, I don't know how to explain it, like, because I feel like you were more open and and free in the beginning, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, I felt like this, like, control, and that actually made me...
0: What kind of control? Can you open that up a little bit?
1: Control like I I knew that you were holding back I knew that I got a piece of you and then it's almost like you were like you pulled back
0: so where does the control come in like I was controlling you my were feelings? controlling your feelings okay
1: you were controlling just the like the the natural flow of how it was going yeah and I felt like when I felt that it didn't like what I was looking for was the trust to be built. And when you started to do that, it started to not allow me to trust you. Mm-hmm. So then we got stuck in like that. We say it all the time like that, that dance mm-hmm. where now, you know, in probably where that's where like some of my trauma bonds have ca- came out and then your trauma like as a child came out and then we're like stuck in this trauma bond.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. And I um I realize now know a lot of the control was again leading with fear and I don't think I have ever truly let my walls down in a relationship I'm pretty sure first time I'm saying that out loud so I'm just like thinking but I Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think Mm -hmm. I have because knowing what that feels like now I've never felt this way before so I I guess I just haven't Mm -hmm. um And a lot of my walls being up is just, is trust. You know, trusting that Mm -hmm. you're in this with me. Um, You know, the abandonment stuff Mm -hmm. and and the uh, support and all that. Um, And so feeling that way now and knowing all this, I don't think I was able to let my guard, my walls down ever. Um,
1: What do you feel like was blocking you? Like, even when you look back on your very very first relationships because I feel like that's usually our first relationship is when we're the most unguarded mm-hmm. because we don't really know what to guard ourselves from. Mm-hmm. Um, and even me looking back to my like high school sweetheart relationship, I feel like that was the, the, the one time that I was the least guarded.
0: Um, <clears throat> I think what was holding me back was one, the fear of, what if this doesn't work out? Like, I've invested so much time and energy and, you know, my heart. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work out, like, it was a waste. Mm-hmm. This was back then.
1: So you had that at a very young, like, age.
0: No, I'm talking about, like, relationships.
1: Yeah, so you, you felt like you were guarded from the very first relationship you ever had with a girl?
0: Um, I guess...
1: That's interesting. The only reason I'm asking is because I wonder if the like, heartbreak like, s- that sorry, you experienced. Like, how, wh-
0: how old are we relationship? I mean, I was dating when I was in fifth or kindergarten. I was five.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> well, I'm like talking like, about like, your first, like your first love, like your first, like serious relationship. Like I would think that when that happens, it was probably when you were in high school.
0: No, no. It was after high school. Yeah, And
1: you were even guarded then?
0: In high school or after?
1: I'm just, I'm going off of the conversation. Yeah.
0: The thing is, is I didn't think I was guarded. So it's like hard for me to like.
1: But now looking back, like for me, when I look back, I know I was, I was not guarded. I was, it was the least guarded I had ever been. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because I hadn't yet experienced heartbreak. And what I'm trying to connect with you is you did experience heartbreak with your mom. Okay. Gotcha.
0: I'm with you now. Yeah. Yeah. So. My reference point mm-hmm. was my mom breaking my heart, which was a woman breaking my heart. The, the first woman I ever mm-hmm. loved was her. So any so, yeah.
1: relationship after that, right. right? you became more and more guarded because of the fear yeah. that you had of feeling what you felt right in that time. So yeah. for me... I I didn't have heartbreak. I think Mm. I grew up by a single mom. It was all I knew I had the rejection of like Hmm. I wonder why my dad's not in my life Mm -hmm. type feeling but never like where he came into my life He was there and then he you know, just decided he didn't want me or whatever like I never had that like Ultimate heartbreak until I was actually in my first relationship. Right and then that's when I started being guarded
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that became your reference Mm -hmm. point. Pardon the interruption. Just wanted to hop in here really quick for a couple reminders. The first reminder is the merch is available and it is back better than ever. I have some beautiful, super dope new designs, especially with the gratitude for the win, therapy for the win, and the vulnerability and normalizing that for men. Those three designs are brand new. I personally love them, and I'm really excited to showcase them to you guys, and, and I'm hoping you have the same feeling that I do. So you can go get those right now at justindavis.life. That's justindavis.life. Of course, the link will be in the description below, whether you're listening or watching this. But again, just a friendly reminder, still merch out here. Got some long sleeves, got some crew neck sweatshirts, got some hoodies, got some t-shirts, whatever you need, whatever climate and season you're in. By the way, this time, as I switch some stuff around, shipping worldwide. I repeat, shipping worldwide. For all the international followers and and the beautiful supporters of the community, sorry about the past but it's a new day get your merch too it costs you a little pretty penny because shipping overseas apparently is crazy expensive as I came to find out but nonetheless we are now shipping internationally so justindavis.life go get yours support your boy and spread the message some beautiful ones out there back to the episode Yeah. And that's that's what I mean. Like, I guess for me, I I didn't realize I was guarded because I was just so used to it. Mm -hmm. Because that I mean, my mom breaking my heart was I was young. Mm -hmm. So. um, Yeah, you probably
1: didn't realize the walls that were coming up from that. And then when you were going into like actual real relationships with Mm -hmm. girl, I was going to say women. And then I was like, you were young, so young, 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 young young things. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty little things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know entering this relationship, um, I had. I'm not sure I understand. Siri, <laughs> I'm
1: not sure I understand either. I'm trying to figure this shit out right now. Um, <laughs> i so
0: I had new walls up from my last relationship mm-hmm. that I didn't have before, um, so it didn't help. But again, I d- going into you, I that love bombing stuff was real for me you know like I I think because I've probably subconsciously always wanted to like shine in the eyes of my mom I guess I want her to be proud of me I wanted her to love me the way I loved her and mm-hmm. I wanted just that reciprocation and I, I guess I didn't get it enough from her so I think I took that into my relationships and I would try to impress right away. I would I would love bomb to get mm-hmm. you hooked and I'm like, okay, cool, it's a safe space. Let me keep going. And anytime it was not a safe space I didn't feel like it was, I would wall up. Mm-hmm. And for you, um, it felt safe for a while until I think when I moved in, because I felt a lot of like pushback from mm-hmm. you. Um, as we've documented with towels and dresser and getting Chicago, et cetera. Um, and so my walls started to go up and when my walls would go up, I would, it would not be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it wouldn't be good. Um, you
1: had, I mean, you had a whole defense mechanism built around your walls being up. Oh yeah.
0: I had like four knocks around my heart. Um, you
1: had guards. Mm-hmm. all the armor
0: snipers in the roof kind of like <laughs> wall, just everything guard dogs like everything <laughs> booby traps um but yeah um
1: yeah so how did you feel the first time you did love bomb me and i didn't reciprocate that because i remember that moment oh we were in your kitchen in chicago
0: okay
1: you gave like a whole speech okay okay <laughs> I was like, hey, what happened next? And you said you loved me. Uh-huh. And I i just received everything you said. She shook I my did. hand and said thanks. I was like, what's I for, love you too. What's for dinner? She
0: actually d- just pounded, <laughs> just gave me a pound. Like, cool.
1: I was like, I love, love, love yeah. you.
0: Um. I don't really remember feeling rejected in that moment. Didn't, I I I think I was like I,
1: feel like I was going to say I feel like you handled it very well.
0: Yeah, cuz I I just really was like I'm early. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. that's fine. Like I know how I feel. I trust this feeling. I trust um what this can be. Mm-hmm. And I was okay. Um to wait. Mhm. So yeah, I I didn't really feel rejected. I think the first time I felt again like a a pushback or rejection or walls up was Mm -hmm. when i moved in which really messed me up because i'm like wait a minute i just moved across the country like if you've been feeling this way it would have been nice to get a heads up before the movers came to give my (laughs) shit (laughs) like hello (laughs) um so i was just it was like a mind f for Mm -hmm. me like i don't understand Mm -hmm. um and that was hard and as you know maybe they don't but um that first little like stretch of months there were, were brutal yeah and i happened to propose during that time so like i mean but i was looking for the ring before i moved
1: yeah i feel like i i think obviously we've talked about this in other episodes where you know that was just me also not being honest with myself because Mm -hmm. i i truly was not ready to um, move in together because also like you know my reservations i had never lived with a guy i'm like I don't want to just live with any guy. Mm-hmm. I want it to, to be right. And mm. I I don't think I was there yet. And I didn't know how to communicate that. Mm. And you are like such a great salesman. But like, you know, you, <laughs> you said that the other day. And right now I'm just like remembering that you said that. And I'm like you know what? Like you, you have like such a way to convince someone to do something, you know? And even if we have, even when I had reservations and I'd bring up something, yeah, but yeah, but it would always be Mm -hmm. like, you know, and, um, and yeah, I just didn't know how to like be honest with myself. And, and well, not only that, but I don't even think I knew what, what I was feeling. Like, I don't think I was even being honest from within, let alone to you. Yeah. So that was something that, that I had to like kind of go through because, you know, in moments that it, I'm questioning you about towels or dressers or getting a dog, I was also like, why am I like mm-hmm. so stuck on this? Like, I, why I, does this bother me so much?
0: Do you think it was like the independent Shay in you subconsciously just given its last fight <laughs> in to try to, um save this from happening you know like like it was your way of really like rebelling i guess towards this
1: i don't know if so much rebelling or it was my independence shay kicking in i think it was just it could have been a mix of things Mm -hmm. but i think i think i really valued the part of like getting to that level with somebody where you move in together Mm -hmm. and i think For me, I had only really envisioned myself doing that with somebody I was going to marry. And because we were still so new, I felt like I was kind of like stepping outside of my entire um, comfort zone and values, things that I valued. And I didn't want it to just be... And, and then comes the pressure of like, not only are you just moving in with me, but you're, you're leaving your family to do that mm-hmm. across states. So that just felt like a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I always say, like, I like, no matter what, I would never change anything of our story because I think that for a lot of reasons that probably needed to happen to, because I think without you being here, my tendencies would have been quicker to check out on certain things. Yeah. Right. For us. If you weren't here, it would have been easier for me to be like mm-hmm. sayonara yeah. <laughs> and not want to push through the work and, and stuff mm-hmm. and probably the same for you.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, I, I also was thinking about one of the things I wrote in my vows in case people are like, well, why did, Justin moved so fast or like what was in his mind. Um again, sounds like a Hallmark card, but for me, I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: wanted the rest of my life to start ASAP. Like I, I didn't want to wait anymore. Yeah. You know, like I've I've dated enough, I've been in enough scenarios, experiences, situations. Um I felt like that was when I was, you know, a year into like really working on myself and healing mm-hmm. and, and all this other stuff. And I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I know it. I'm good. And, yeah. and let's go, <laughs> you know, um, selfishly. And I understand that now, but, um, that's, that's just how I felt. And I remember, I just like, even when we would fight and I would, you know, use the stupid line, the immature ego line of like, I, well, I don't know if this is going to work out. You know, that mm-hmm. was just me.
1: That was part of your defense mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> and my,
0: you know, um, uh, not being in control mode you know would come out and yeah. um so yeah but i i just i just kept saying like this is it and so that really allowed me to bring down my walls maybe in a in a way i didn't i wasn't ready for mm-hmm. i guess in a way that i didn't think i could but mm-hmm. they kept coming down brick by brick slow but surely. COVID helped out with a lot of things as we really dove into yeah. to marital therapy heavy. Uh, that's when I really dove into like the crazy work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's when I really started to fall more and more in love with you. Yeah. And um, you know, even more so today, but
1: I per, I per, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, no. I personally feel that through the hardest moments of relationships, Is when you build the most solid, like, blocks of foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember it was, it's interesting because in the beginning of our, of a lot of our, um, I just felt like my mouth froze. (laughs) Your mouth froze? (laughs) Like, I felt like I was like remixing my words together. Um, And it was interesting because in the beginning of our relationship, I felt like when we would hit those hard moments. Mm -hmm. I, I needed that. I needed us to go through those moments and you didn't like to go through those moments. Yeah, You were, you know, those, those moments were what made you, you know, get the tools that you used to have in your toolbox of like, this isn't what I signed up for. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, this is what we need. This is part of our journey. This is how we build the foundation that we're building, you know, is through Mm -hmm. these hard moments.
0: Well, if, if I'm, Remembering correctly for me, part of why I didn't want to go through those moments of adversity is because in the past, that's when I would check out, mm-hmm. and so I was so afraid to go through them because I'm like, no, 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 like this version of me is not like I don't want. Let's just you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, of, of course, now I see your point, and I I get it now, and I am grateful for those moments of adversity because not only were we able to get out of them and build these foundational blocks, but I really think we learned a lot about Mm -hmm. each other. You know, you learned, you know, don't add fuel to my fire when I'm hot. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I know to not when to give you your space and when to listen to understand versus like, we know each other, we know each other's fighting styles basically very well now. And you wouldn't figure that out unless you were fighting, unless you had conflict. So you know, for that, I'm appreciative, and obviously not in the moment, but in hindsight, I get it now. Um, but, you know, even to this day, uh, as we just said, six years of knowing each other, we still have some walls up. Mm-hmm. Kind of want to get into that and, and find out what walls are still up for you and and um, I guess what are still up
1: for me. Yeah, I think it would be hard to identify which walls yeah. exactly are there walls? Yes. I think we just started entering a season where we have much better communication and much better a much better level of understanding of one another where it allows us to get through the hard hard times in our relationship. And and the more hard times we have and the better communication and understanding that there is, the more trust that is being built. Mm-hmm. And I think that us having that healthy cycle happen in the hard times is, is, is fairly new. And, and I think with that has been what recent trust has been built and walls have come down. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just think right now it's just a matter of going through more of those times together. So it's just a matter of now we have all the right tools. I think we have a better level of understanding of one another and Mm -hmm. we have more patience for one another. We have, More of a different lens on when Mm. we look at each other Mm -hmm. and when we look at us as a whole and I think Now it's just more so time Mm -hmm. Now that we have all those things
0: What what is your lens on right now? How would you describe it?
1: I just feel like I see us a lot more clear. I um Have a much better understanding of like not only myself but you and then us as a whole Mm -hmm. I I look at us more as like a team. I think I had a really hard time like seeing us as one for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of that was like my independence and just not ever having a man in my life that I could really trust. And I think having you just constantly be there and show up and, and, and not just show up, but really I've seen you put in so much work to, to save us and to better yourself and to fix your flaws and the stuff that you've struggled with your whole life. Mm -hmm. And I think for me that that has really put trust and it's allowed me to look at us in a different lens. And I said this on one of the other recent episodes that we filmed, I feel like I'm in a season with you where I want to re-experience everything because Mm -hmm. I have a new set of lens on. I feel like I have a newly found love for you and our relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel very similar. And, um, I agree. I my lens is um, one of a long term lens, so I got a, I got a long lens, um, two hundred millimeter for the photographers <laughs> out there. I was running with like a twenty four seventy for a while, but um, or a portrait lens actually with a fifty mil, which is the one that cameras uh, Shea's camera is actually. <laughs> um, and the reason why it's more long term now versus the short term, um, the trust is there the awareness and the, the, um, wherewithal to know this is going to take time, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in this for the long haul, trust that it's going to happen. Maybe not right now or in the near future, but it will.
1: it is happening
0: it is happening and that's why i'm able to trust this because i've had some um Mm -hmm. reference points be be changed and and modified and the weight is coming off
1: the abs are popping out (laughs) it's happening (laughs) it's all happening
0: all that is (laughs) um and i i guess i didn't realize how much i needed that yeah um to really commit to like the whole long haul of Mm -hmm. this of this thing called marriage pardon the interruption part two right now I wanted to come in and talk about what you continue to hear me talking about throughout this episode and this season which is the consultations that I offer consultations with JD may or may not be for you but if they are for you or you're thinking can they be for me let's go over what entails a consultation with JD first off it's one-on-one between you and I or you and I and Shay if you'd like or better yet you your partner me and Shay now I record every single session via Zoom because of this main reason. You're not going to have to worry about what I said, what you said, what Shay said, what we came up with. You can just focus, and when I send you the recording after the session's over, you can play the recording back, listen to it, watch it as many times as you'd like to soak up all the information that we got throughout that session. Lastly, I'm going to read a couple of different reviews that I've had from my clients I thought I'd share, just again, so you can get an idea of what's the session like with J.D.? My consultation with JD was a great experience. He allowed me to see my situation from a different point of view, which was very helpful, even more so than my therapy sessions. Sessions with JD can't be described in one word, so I'll use a few. Informative, understanding, deep, sobering, realizing, inspirational, kind, and growing. He shows up just as much as I do, if not more. It's a safe space where I can be myself. He will challenge you to help you grow at your own pace and you wouldn't think that someone who doesn't know you at all can help you learn about yourself in just a couple sessions. JD is an incredibly skilled coach. He has such an easy way of connecting with you and making you feel seen and understood, yet he isn't afraid to challenge you and hold you accountable. We got right to it our first session, and I walked away with tactical next steps to take towards my goals. You get the sense he has really done the work for himself and is excited to share with others. I can't wait to work with him further. So again, a couple beautiful reviews from some amazing people. One's who I really admire to show up to do the work because it's not easy. But again, you don't have to do it alone. So consultations with JD. The link is in the description below. I'm here when you're ready to get to work. Back to the episode. I think the, the short lens is. A representation of like I said earlier, if if I commit to this, what if it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. you know? And living in that hypothetical or that unknown, things I can't control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I said in season two, I think, like um, I got this from Will Smith's book, but I've lately been getting comfortable with the unknown more than ever, mm-hmm. which is, is a lot of letting go of control and trying to predict things and being more open to whatever comes my way um and being okay with that if, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't go well just yeah. being okay with that and so that has shown up a lot in my relation in, in our marriage and my view on our marriage because it's it's really allowed me to look at it from a holistic standpoint as opposed to just like the only lens that i ever mm-hmm. knew which is macro right now right in front of me because it, if this doesn't work right now today it won't work
1: mm-hmm. you know next
0: week or whatever um and because of that, again, those, those walls are coming down. Um. I've, I've had uh, quite a few consultations now where I've talked to women who have expressed how their guys have had their walls up. And their walls have mainly been ones of, because uh, walls look different, right, uh, for everybody. But, but these walls I'm referring to from men have, have come in the, context of um, you're just the right girl wrong time or uh, it's not you, it's me. Uh, you deserve better. I don't think I can give you what you're asking for what you want right now, etc. And I look at those as walls. Mm-hmm. And as I've tried to explain to some of them, those walls appear because a, they're not even they're, they're trying to figure their stuff out, right? Um, they're trying to figure out what their walls even are, what their boundaries are, what they're willing to let down and commit to, et cetera. But B, I think it's it's a lot to do with the fact that, again, for men, it's really hard for us to subscribe to something if there's not a guaranteed attached to it, mm-hmm. sadly. And I don't know how I was able, I was going to be able to let you in with mm-hmm. with having my walls up. I mean, there's just, it's just not going to work. And, and we wouldn't work if my walls were going to continue to be up. Yeah. And I think it's back to that control thing. And, um, men are kind of like control freaks in, in their own way.
1: So you, you had walls, uh, a lot. It sounds like your, your walls mostly came from control mm-hmm. and my walls mostly came from trust
0: yeah but they were similar ours were similar Mm -hmm. because my walls of control were if i can't trust you i need to take control of the situation Mm -hmm. so that i don't get hurt yeah and i think a lot of men operate like that um, especially emotionally immature and unavailable Mm -hmm. men which is who i was for a large part of my relationship experience (laughs) in history um but in those moments, I, I think I would just advise women as, as I have, um, A, don't take it personal mm-hmm. because it is not you. It is them. B, don't change who you are, right? Because I think you said this actually on like season one, like, oh, you had a great line. It was when we were sat right there and we were talking about dating in your in your 30s. 30s. and You said something like, don't change who you are just because someone doesn't see you for who you are. Like something like yeah. that. It was a whole bar. Anyways, but on that note, like, don't change who you are because someone can't see or appreciate mm-hmm. um, or value your value. Like don't, don't let that change you. Mm-hmm. And then see, understand that this is not your responsibility to, to help or change or fix in this guy. Because mm-hmm. I always say, even if, even if you want it to be superwoman and you get him to change, if he changes because you're forcing it down his throat or threatening him, you're gonna leave it's not going to bode well Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day he's going to resent you and or the real him will come back to surface and it's just not going to be good so all that to say i think a lot of it has to do with men just really having to figure their own stuff out especially when it comes to career stuff as i've been very Mm -hmm. vocal about if a man doesn't know his purpose or isn't successful in his standards in his career Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you don't stand a chance um because that will always come first mm-hmm. and low key you kind of might want it to come first initially right because you want him to feel established mm-hmm. and you want him to feel like proud of whatever he's accomplished et cetera. and that actually eases and takes a lot of pressure off of you mm-hmm. as the partner yeah you could probably relate to that because until yeah. i found my purpose i was on you about the dumbest things yeah and the spotlight was on you yeah and it was just me projecting
1: mm-hmm because I st- okay so when you were saying when you were referencing the lenses and you said it's not so much trust anymore it's now just like the you're in the long lens mm-hmm. which then you explained what that meant um, I started to think I was like I wonder why I'm kind of behind you in a sense because I still feel like I'm needing the trust part you know and, and I feel like you're you're finally giving it but I just need more time of it now versus I feel mm-hmm. like in the course of our relationship, I think I've always given you, um, pieces to trust, you know, from like Mm -hmm. going back to Hawaii to like little things. And I feel like it took a while for you to show up for me in those little moments that I felt like I needed to build trust, whether it was like something dumb of me being on my period and having cramps and just feeling that you're being empathetic or, you know, all of those things. And I feel like you just kind of unlocked that piece of yourself where you're able to be more supportive. You're able Mm -hmm. to, to show me more love and compassion and um, sympathy and empathy. You know, I Mm -hmm. feel like for the longest time of our relationship, I I didn't always get that in some of the times that I needed it the most. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now starting to experience that. So I think that, that's why I'm I'm falling a little bit more behind on you with you, mm-hmm. in that regard. But I think for me, it's just going to be time because now I feel like you have those tools to, to share those pieces of you, and mm. and because your guard of control and trust has come down, you're more willing to share it because you don't really have that fear of what you're going to lose if you, you know, have all the walls down. Yeah, there. I don't have that resistance. Yeah.
0: Um, into. I don't know if it was in the form of a question, but to piggyback off of what you were saying <laughs> about um how I, I'm now coming up with it and I and mm-hmm. I have these tools, um the empathy tool and the um compassion tool and the um you know, really trying to just support you. Mm-hmm. Um I think the the root of all of those things is because I've I've been able to give it to myself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of practice on myself. It felt good. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Mm-hmm. Um, let me try Shay. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's been working. So, but it, I first had to do it to myself. I had to be compassionate, empathetic, mm-hmm. give myself grace, forgive myself, encourage myself, support myself. Um, and since I've been able to do that, it's I have like a, a mini blueprint, so mm-hmm. to speak. And it's it's uh, turns out applicable to you too. Yeah,
1: and it's crazy because it's like those moments are sometimes when you really like just hone in on one and focus and, and highlight it. It's like, it seems so small on the, on the outside, but to the person, it's like, it's a big moment, you know, Mm. like there's a lot of times where the actual thing that I feel like I needed you to show up or, or do or whatever was just so small where you would, I would probably think to myself, I'm just overreacting. Mm-hmm. But it was really those moments that I needed to feel something from you that that allowed me to build that, like, level of trust and more love and more all of those things. Yeah.
0: I, I think you, you said something earlier, and I, I think it's it's kind of still there, that whole, like, us team feeling. Mm-hmm. Because I think we were so individual for so long that it's, like, it's going to take a little bit more time to, to really feel that like, like our default mode can be us. I think our yeah. default mode is still individual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when triggers or problems arise, it's me versus you, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to you and I versus the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's still, I guess, a wall up. So I have to trust and see that more. Honestly, I, I think that's kind of it for me.
1: How mm-hmm. about you? For me, it's like, Still building trust in all those ways, whether it has to be with the little things or some of the bigger things like you just mentioned um, or and then just time.
0: hmm. And I will say, too, you know. Um, by having these walls down. And guards down. Um, it is a completely different relationship hmm I mean, completely different like i like I thought we were good before when they were still up, and I thought we loved each other when they were still up, and now it's like, wow, so you know, I recently did a piece of content um actually well, you guys would have seen it it was the trailer for this um <laughs> I'm sorry, I filmed it yesterday, but um, <laughs> and the videographer a j he asked me um what am i most excited about and i said in, in like life right now for me and i said um i'm so excited to live life with this really well equipped toolbox that i've created and to also live life with this version of me which is which is so much more love you know and and that is guards down walls down and and like what could happen you know mm-hmm. like like what opportunities what what relationships, like what, what um, depths of these relationships yeah. can I get to now that I feel this way, you know? And I said that's what I'm most excited about. Um, sadly, it took me 36 years to get here, but hey, <laughs> I'm better late than never.
1: You're like um, I'm here,
0: I'm here. But it does feel incredible. So back to this original sticky note, because um, I never thought I would admit or be in a place where I would be happy. <laughs> to let my guards down, my guards and walls mm-hmm. down. I used to be happy to put them up, but now yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to to bring them down. And I will say too, it's such a weight lifted, man. It's like, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: a, a lighter energy um, and just so much more peace, more so than the fight, which feels great. So <laughs> in conclusion, <laughs> I don't know how someone could have a successful, healthy relationship where their walls and guards are continuing to show up and to be put up um, in order to let them down. Try looking at the long haul, the long term more so. Mm-hmm. What else you got?
1: I would just say my best advice for having walls up is, is recognize them. I think For the longest, I think until I was able to identify the walls I had up, Mm -hmm. it's like hard to try to take them down. But I think, um, yeah, if you can recognize them and just kind of, I think also communication, I think that Mm -hmm. that's also what's really helped us Mm -hmm. is like recognizing them being open with what we were feeling and what walls we felt were up, Mm -hmm. um, I think it helps having this podcast because we're, yeah. we have these conversations. I mean, we also have a lot of these conversations mm-hmm. off camera and stuff. So that helps. But sometimes a lot of what we're saying on this podcast is very raw and first heard yeah. stuff. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think recognizing them and just communicating with your partner and not being ashamed of having walls, you know, get to the root of them.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a great point. And, um, I want to stay with that because you're right. I think it's really important to recognize your walls, accept your walls, be, be full, you know, transparent with your walls that and why they are in your boundaries and why they are um, and understand that maybe the person in front of you that you're trying to be in this committed long term relationship with reminder that they're not the ones who created these walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not the ones who created these guards that are up but they may be here to help you bring them Mm -hmm. down, but you gotta give them a chance. And I think until you can recognize and accept that these are my walls, these are are my guards, um, but why and when did they arise and and who created them and who put them up Um, and really stay there for a little while Mm -hmm. and unlearn a lot of that and then learn something new because um, it's not fair to your current partner so I think that's that's great advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we th- could have done just a three-minute episode just with that. <laughs> Honestly, everything else I felt like it was just I like think a ramble.
1: I know. I feel like it took us a while. Yeah. I feel like you're really tired from golf and <laughs> <I'm> just kidding, <laughs> and being in the sun. <laughs> yeah. And and I have my body is like rejecting the fact that I didn't get pregnant. Right. There you go.
0: So, yeah, um, but that's really good, honey. That's, that's really good advice. Um, I wish I would have recognized why my walls are up. I wish I would have spent time with, oh, yeah, because the love of my life, my mom broke my heart. And then I created walls. And I, I well, wish I would Well, that's where known I was trying that.
1: to go in the beginning yeah. of the episode is like bringing that full circle of like letting you see, like, you were probably, you probably went into your very first relationship with walls because of the heartbreak you had with yep. your mom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, for you to discover your walls and guards, you know me, Therapy for the Win. I highly recommend that. This podcast hopefully helped you. His
1: consultations.
0: Consultations. <laughs> hello. Our <laughs> consultation, Shay and I do them too. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I would have known why my walls were there and why my guards were there and where they stemmed from. That would have helped out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, all right.
1: Happy six years!
0: Happy six years, honey. <laughs> Let's do a hand hug. Oh, nice. That's a that's a hand.
1: And then. That was
0: more than that. That was like some intimacy <laughs> hand hug. All right. Until next time. Adios. Because a hand hug is like, like
1: that, right. I've never even heard of a hand we, hug. Like, went under the sheets. Yeah. Slid in. <laughs>
0: I slid me in.
1: <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich. But you're the filet fish
0: Sandwich all day.